This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell. Joining me today are the Toledo Symphony's president and CEO, Zach Vasser, also artistic administrator and principal second violin, Merwin Sue. And we also have the Toledo Symphony's marketing director, Felicia Canny, here today. Welcome, all three of you. Great to be here. Hello. So last week, we talked about Thanksgiving and all the music that makes us feel grateful. And this week, we're moving on to Christmas. There's a lot of stuff going on, including two different offerings from the TSO, if you don't count the Nutcracker, because we're going to talk about that next week. So right now, Christmas at the Peristyle, that's Saturday, December 2nd, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, part of the Andersons Family Series. Sarah Jobin's going to be conducting that concert. We're going to talk with Sarah a little bit later in the program today by phone, but uh, also handles Messiah. But before we talk about Messiah, uh, who wants to talk about Christmas at the Peristyle and kind of paint the scene for us of what happens at these concerts? I'll take that one, Brad. So when I think about uh, Christmas time and, and um, all the music that comes with it, I, I can't help but think about some CDs I used to listen to as a kid, LPs actually, uh, Boston Pops Christmas recordings, uh, Christmas festival. Is that uh, Arthur Fiedler? Arthur and Fiedler, the Boston Pops? absolutely. So remember those record covers or the album covers? He would always he was have some dressed up like Santa Claus, uh, yeah, or, or a very scary looking elf. Yeah, <laughs> um, you can tell the difference. <laughs> uh, depends if he was wearing red or green. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, he looked just as awkward. Um, but uh, you know that's just like a family tradition for so many and for for multiple generations now. You know these 1950s recordings of Sleigh Ride are still something that everybody can kind of identify with a memory. So you know this, I think when I think of Christmas at the Peristyle, I think about how do we bring that to life and how do we make something that's so so musical and so holiday focused and family friendly and something that we can make really great memories from. So, you know, last year I remember Felicia put together uh, some great marketing for this concert and, and it was the first time that we had <laughs> sold out the Peristyle in years. Wow. And uh, you just had all No of pressure or anything for this year. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a lot of fun and everybody just had a remarkable experience. And, yeah. you know, it's a lot of familiar music and a lot of medleys of familiar music, but it's also some stuff that are new discoveries. And I think it's important because even those Boston Pops Christmas albums always had something on there, like the um, Engelbert Humperdinck uh, evening prayer that um, I never knew as a as a Christmas standard, yeah. but it was a wonderful discovery. Well, that's on your Christmas playlist, That right? is, that yeah, is. Yeah, we'll talk about Christmas, it, <laughs> Christmas playlists coming up. Also, your Christmas wish list. I want to hear what everybody wants for Christmas. Not, not yet, though. I'll give you some time to think about it. But uh, Handel's Messiah is also coming up, and that is uh, Sunday, December 3rd. This is happening at Rosary Cathedral at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Sarah Jobin also conducting that. Uh, Messiah and Rosary Cathedral. This is the second year you've done it at Rosary. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. And I imagine it makes a big difference in the acoustic there. Sure does. It's great for voices. Uh, we used to do the Messiah at the Peristyle, which is a little more challenging for a choir to, to sing through. And, uh, just given the setting, it's such a beautiful place for something that's so spiritual and beautiful. Right. Right. Felicia, did you ever do a, like a Messiah sing-along in your day? In my day, yes, as an elementary <laughs> music teacher. Oh yeah, you ever get the, you know get the kids sing a hallelujah chorus for you? 
Actually, no, I should have done that, though. Yeah. Darn. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, just about everybody has done their, their version of the Hallelujah Chorus. There are lots of different versions of it. This is my Wait way Wait a second. Of, Wait a second. I'm, I can smell a segue this coming. Is, this is my segue. <laughs> I'm segueing now into my musical offering for the day. And the, this is just three minutes, so you have to bear with me here. Uh, I did a supercut of uh, the Hallelujah Chorus. It's not exactly lined up with all the music. There are a couple little uh, spots that I had to drop here and there. And they're not all quite in the same key. They're, they're kind of <laughs> close. <laughs> so, so we'll have to adjust. And... Yeah, so this is called Suspension of Disbelief. Right? For those of, of our listeners who, who uh, can't imagine right now, Merwin is grimacing at the concept. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be wonderful. Yeah, let's say there's... there's <laughs> There's something for everyone, put it that way, okay? Something for everyone. The Messiah supercut, and, uh, well, enjoy. Here we go. Ready? Hallelujah! 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 That's dogs. dogs? (laughs) Christmas dogs. Makes it better. Key change. (laughs) Come on, Felicia, sing along. Hallelujah. Great vowel. The R. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, you're really getting into this. I like it. That's an unintentional change of key there, I think. <laughs> they get an A for enthusiasm. They dish the pesky orchestra. That's a good idea. (laughs) This is actually a practice track for the altos. (laughs) Hey, I am an alto. I really miss hot dog classics. <laughs> yeah. I did a little skip there, so. Well, let's all get ready for the big finish now. I like the 
I was concerned that Alvin and the Chipmunks wouldn't make it. <laughs> I resisted. I resisted the call for Alvin and the Chipmunks. You're not the first person that asked me as I was making that if, if there was ah. going to be an Alvin in there. But but no, I had to, you know, always leave them wanting is what they is what you say. Absolutely. I'm not quite sure what that says about Messiah or the Hallelujah Chorus, other than to speak to its popularity. I mean, just about everybody has put their own spin on uh, Hallelujah. Did did anybody have a favorite there? I, I like the Christmas dogs myself. It's hard to it's resist a new one. the can- canine allure. Yeah. <laughs> the, the canine allure. <laughs> it's interesting that you talk about the R's. I think that was the Oak Ridge Boys uh, in, in their version of the Hallelujah there where you're talking about the, the R, the kind of southern drawl, that R. Yeah. I was reading about pronunciation of English in England during mm-hmm. the 1700s and how actually – the 1600s and 1700s and how it actually – was more they actually did pronounce the r's sure and and it was the the british uh citizen british people who actually lost the r and the americans brought it here to the colonies the Scots so mm. also like the r yeah yeah, yeah very much so yeah. and and so if you hear people pirates. talking uh <laughs> <and> the pirates <laughs> pirates like the yeah, r just, too it, it got lost over the ocean i think <laughs> yeah so so I guess the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, that 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 southern drawl R is not so out of place in uh, Messiah of Handel. Anybody else want to say anything about Messiah? Or do you think I said it all with that? <laughs> <laughs> I much love Messiah. Yeah. We'll ask Sarah about that uh, when she calls in a little bit later today, Sarah Jobin, the conductor. But let's talk about Christmas traditions, like what you grew up with. It, does anybody have any specific memories of um, – you know, something that perhaps that you're even recreating in your own lives now for your own kids, mm-hmm. right? Something that you grew up with. Who wants to go first? Felicia, you, you have a completely quizzical look on your face. So I think that you should go first and talk about this. <laughs> I have some sound effects for you to get you in the mood. Oh, thank you. <laughs> there we go. Okay, here's Felicia's Christmas story. A Christmas story by Felicia Canny. <laughs> oh, no. The pressure is on. Hmm. This is a tough one. You have to bring all your marketing skills to bear. Christmas story. Well. Tell us a Christmas memory. A Christmas memory. Well, this doesn't really paint me in the best light, so should I <laughs> should I really <laughs> tell that one? Well, just pretend, just use a different name. Oh, I don't think that will work. This uh, is a story about. <laughs> you have a twin sister. Just to, uh, Oh, it, it, was, like it, it was. Did, it did involve both of us, actually. And my, my dad's, I think he really, really tried to get us everything that was on our wish list. And uh, one year, I think Aladdin, the Disney movie, had just come out. And so my sister put that on her wish list that she wanted the the VHS of Aladdin. And so I thought, okay, well, she she has Aladdin covered. I will ask for Cinderella. And I think my dad must have been shopping so late in the <laughs> in the time frame that he could not find Cinderella oh, at no. all. So I got some like um Betty Boo <laughs> Cinderella <laughs> knockoff or something like that. And I, I still remember the emotion like opening up the gift my sister got aladdin and she was overjoyed and i was like oh that's great great for you wonderful <laughs> and then <laughs> i i know it was a sad story you and i've gotten an opera out of it though really yeah. you think so but what was your um, reaction though my reaction i i think i was a very pouty child that day yeah so all the family photos we had like one twin 
very happy. And the other twin, you could tell us apart that day because that was the unhappy one. Yeah. That's not a good story. <laughs> but so that, what, that one sticks in my memory. What are you getting your sister for Christmas this year? Oh, man. Tough one. <laughs> uh, we probably shouldn't shopping say has not commenced. In, in, case, uh, in case people are listening. In case she hears. Well, yes, this, this is a good idea, though, because we can talk about, you know, the Christmas gift we missed. Something you always wanted from childhood that you never got. Okay, so I have right. a really good one of these. Okay, let's hear it. The year that everybody was getting the Nintendo system, the original NES, <laughs> right? Every kid in the universe got one of these, and that's all I wanted. Now, my parents thought that I might have better things to do than waste my brain on video games. So they did something that would maybe elicit more family bonding, and my dad bought me a bowling ball. <laughs> With my initials. Oh, wow. Now you might ask. How old were you? I was uh, maybe uh, 10, maybe nine. <laughs> I was disappointed. That's <laughs> all I can shoes? remember. I, uh, yeah, no, I didn't get shoes, but you know, you, you might ask. Shoes. We must have bowled a lot. No, <laughs> <You> didn't. <laughs> we, we didn't. <laughs> that was not part of it. <laughs> but yeah, I got to tell you, they made up for it the next year because I definitely got that. Nintendo. Yeah. Was it still in nice. by then? Or was oh, it yeah, like yeah. A was, fad over. Yeah. I don't know. They didn't have Nintendo in my day. I, I, you know, <laughs> I was happy to get a board game or something like that. I, although I can't think of any specific gifts that, that I wanted really badly and that, that I didn't get. Um, I think I've blocked it all out of my mind <laughs> somehow. Nowadays, I'm all about sweater vests. That's like, that's oh, yeah. like the go-to gift for me. Something you know, when, when you were young and you're thinking, oh, we'll get dad a pair of socks or a, a new tie or something like that. You know, those dad gifts are, are, are great. I really <laughs> appreciate the dad gifts. I'm all about dad gifts, right? How many neckties do you have? Uh, well, I don't wear them anymore, but I have a whole bunch of them. Yeah, I have quite a few. What are neckties? Neckties. Like that? Yes. <laughs> oh, what I do just call, call it a tie. Well, it, it uh. distinguishes from a bow tie, of course. So a necktie versus a bow tie. Because, you know, the necktie goes around your neck and I guess, well, the We the like to think this podcast is really educational. <laughs> to really. educational. Merwin, you're not getting off the hook. Okay. Do, do they, I know they do, do Thanksgiving they differently in Canada. Do they have Christmas in Canada? Christmas Our Christmas is half an hour later in Newfoundland. <laughs> <laughs> That just gives Santa a little more time, right? I one of the things that I've always kind of been intrigued by is the difference in the kind of like this Black Friday shopping here. That's such a big deal. But part of my kind of weird Christmas memories are the huge trips to West Edmonton Mall, which at the time was going through this gigantic rivalry with Mall of America for the world's largest shopping mall, and having all of these huge throngs of people going to this mall where there were like three different versions of the same department store mm -hmm. and trying to like oh no this doorbuster is out let's sprint five city blocks across this mall to try to get the same doorbuster at the same department store but at the other location within the same mall and that to me is kind of a very edmonton in the late 1980s christmas memory so let's talk about your christmas playlist as opposed to your wish list or your your gift list the kind of music that for you says christmas Right, um, uh, Felicia has "Overture to Messiah," which is a good choice. <laughs> Anything else on, on your Christmas playlist, Felicia? Yes. Let's hear it. I don't mean you have to sing it, but you can tell us what it is. Why are you looking around at 
at Zach and Merwin as if you're afraid how they're going to react when you say we, because that's exactly what's going through my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have it. Let's hear it. The necktie sonata. <laughs> so I, you know, I every time the song comes on the radio, I just laugh and I love it. It's um, Last Christmas by Wham. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is, it is so fun. It is, is it? really great. That one was a frequent play in my house growing up. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, um, every time I hear it and anyone in the car with me, they just we just sing along. Is that like an 80s thing? Or yeah. A, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I should know that, but maybe if I listen to it, I'll recognize it. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. It's anybody, a fun song. Yes. It is. Yeah. Anybody else want to uh, give up their Christmas playlist? So I have um, I have a couple Desert Island songs, or if I, for some reason, couldn't listen to Christmas music anymore, I'd have to take these five with me. Uh, you know, I'm a big Sinatra fan, and right. his version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas just flattens me. There's something about it that's so, uh, it fits his voice so well, and um, there's some melancholy in it. And it just, it feels like he's taken the song to a different place. Yeah. And he recorded it a couple of times. So what I'm thinking about is on the, the, the LP that had a red cover with a present in his face on the side of the box, which I thought was always a funny thing. Um, going to the, the classical side, I remember my parents would play for me the New York Philharmonic's uh, Christmas CD uh, where they had the Mormon Tabernacle Choir and Lena Bernstein oh, yeah. conducting everybody. And they do a version of Silent Night where they have, it's it's like the first point where I really could appreciate stereo sound because out of speaker left, you have Silent Night, out of speaker right, Holy Night, all is calm out of left and all, out of the yeah. right, all is bright. Antiphonal. Oh, it's just yeah. so beautiful. My parents had a wonderful uh, sound system growing up, and I would just sit there and, and, and play that and then get up and move the needle back and listen to it again and again and again and again and again. So that one takes me back. And then, you know, listening to Pavarotti and the Vienna Boys Choir doing Oh Holy Night uh, has a similar effect on yeah. me. That was another one I, I went crazy wow. for. Great selections. Yeah. Merwin? Well, I'm going to follow that up with the Anne Marie Christmas album. <laughs> That's okay. Um, How very Canadian of you. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. <laughs> hey, at least it wasn't Celine Dion. No. <laughs> we, he's not done. <laughs> That's right. Well, <laughs> we didn't really have a lot of LPs um, when I was growing up, and that was one of them. And I remember that that kind of being being part of the, the soundtrack. And um, I think one of the things that's a little bit difficult is when you're performing so much of the of the christmas music it's difficult to you know kind of go back and listen to it so for for me a lot of the the christmas songs that i hear are kind of accidental um like when you know when my wife is playing love love actually and then we get that christmas song over and over, <laughs> and over, and over, yeah. and over again that isn't that your one. one for me too yeah that that one just you know, we can't even say it by name. I can't even say it by name. <laughs> Voldemort. <laughs> Song that shall not be named. What's yeah. the name of that? All I want for Christmas is you. I did no, name it's it. In there. Oh, I, thought, yeah. I thought you meant the other one. Like, I feel it in my fingers. Oh, oh no. That that was the... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's the one yeah. that you can't get out of during the movie. Now you you put like a, a picture of Bill Nye in his underwear in my head. <laughs> not a perfect... Bill Nye. No, that's the name of the actor, not not the science guy. I know, the... I know. <laughs> He's not wearing a necktie. Okay. Uh, going off of what Zach said about Silent Night, you know, growing up, that song didn't really um, 
capture my interest a lot. But I, I take all of these stories from when I was teaching.、Um, every Christmas at Hayes Elementary, all of the kids would just file into the hallways, and it would be like hundreds of kids. And even though this is not on a CD anywhere, it's a memory that I'll always keep with me. Like kindergartners through sixth graders, all of their voices just sing "Silent Night" acapella.、Mm. Oh, yeah, that's great. Somebody needs to record that. Yeah, we also need an awe. Yeah, yeah, you need an awe. There's Sarah calling. Saved by the Bell. Yeah, <laughs> hang on a second. I'll bring her in. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Brad. How are you? Good. How are you? Very well, thanks. Well, you're out. Are you still out in New York now? Where are you? I am. I'm in upstate New York. Oh, okay. Did something in the city last night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great.、Um, well, we've got a little bit of time that we want to talk to you about the、uh, the upcoming concerts that you are conducting. Christmas at the Peristyle, also Messiah. But we've been talking、um, a lot about our、uh, family traditions growing up with Christmas, and we've heard a lot of fun、mm. stories this morning. So, talk a little bit about、um, Christmas. Do you have any Christmas family traditions? Growing up, or anything that you know, you you feel like you you either miss or you want to propagate even now in your adult life. You know, the thing is, my stepfather was a priest, so he had to work on Christmas morning. So the big、oh, thing、yeah. for us on Christmas morning was like we would come downstairs and see the presents, and then we would just start drooling basically. But we couldn't open them until after he got home from work. That was tough. That was so,、wow. so like the big tradition we had is like you could open stockings. Mm-hmm. You know, you could get up at some ridiculous hour and wake the parents up and open stockings, but then you had to wait for the rest of it, and that was like <laughs> torture. Well, that's good. I'm <laughs> sure that there was a life lesson to be learned there. Like, I'm know, sure there's some, yeah, delayed gratification. Yeah, patience is a virtue, something <laughs>、yeah. like that. Good、patience. things come to those yeah, who、patience. who wait. <laughs> yeah. Well, talk a little bit、yeah. about Christmas at the Peristyle, and and what, what kind of music is is going to be performed on the concert. Um, we're going to do a lot of our holiday favorites.、Um, we have a great soloist, Alex Romano, who is going to be singing. I hope it's not giving it away if I say it, but she's going to be singing. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. We actually found this really great piece, which it turns out we're doing a world premiere of it. We we had no idea that we were embarking on such a thing, but it's a it's a really great Christmas violin concerto by this guy who's a horn player in the London Symphony. He's a really good composer. He knows what he's doing, and he wrote it for his brother.、Um, but Taya Prokes is gonna, and so he's recorded it with his brother. But we're gonna do it live for the first time, and Taya Prokes is gonna play it, and it's. It's beautiful. It's a it's a violin concerto, but it's all Christmas tunes, and it's it's you know it's great. So that's、yeah. going to be like probably the focus of our program. Well, tell us a little bit about Messiah. We played、um, a supercut earlier of the Hallelujah chorus, which、uh-huh. splices together lots of different versions of it. We even had barking dogs. Doing a Messiah. Oh wow! We're not going to have barking dogs. No barking dogs. <laughs> Hopefully at, not at、uh, Rosary Cathedral. But talk a little bit about. Messiah and 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 the music and this whole experience, which I know you've you've done it before with TSO,、um, it, it's、yeah. it's really a transformative ex- experience, really, especially in Rosary Cathedral. I must say, it's really humbling、um, for me, and I think for all of us to perform it in such a beautiful space and and really a place that is a place of worship. It's not.、Uh, I mean, you know, it feels like. It feels like the people who are there to hear it—it's、uh, not really an audience. It's like we're all there to worship、um, together through this music. It, it's、um, 
it's really a privilege to do it there, and, and it's a beautiful piece. And um, we have wonderful soloists this year, and we're doing we're going to do all of the parts of the Messiah that everybody knows and wants to hear, like everybody's favorites, plus a few a few of the pieces that are not so commonly performed. Um, there's an alto tenor duet at the end, which is rarely done, and we're going to do that. We're going to do, I think, most of part the third, in addition to all of the, you know, all of your favorite parts. You'll hear all your favorite parts. Yeah. So, Sarah, this is kind of an interesting point that I think some of the listeners might not uh, necessarily grasp, which is that what we what we know of as the Messiah is usually a truncated version of the Messiah. So. Talk yeah. to us a little bit about how you choose what parts to perform this year, how it might differ okay. from what people might have seen last year. Okay, well, if we did the whole Messiah, everybody, it's like three hours plus, mm-hmm. and so we're not going to do that to you. <laughs> um, so most people, most times when the Messiah is performed now in America, some things are left out just because in the interest of time, I mean, you know, after you hear the Hallelujah Chorus, you don't want to sit there for another hour and a half. So, yeah, so so usually it's actually in three parts in telling the story of Jesus' life, and um, the third part is sometimes done at Easter time, actually, um, and the, the second part has to do with the crucifixion. The first part is more um, the beginning of his life. So um, we sort of, we're doing segments of each of it. Um, but the whole performance will probably be about two hours. Yeah. Great. Well, we're going to, yeah. we're going to run out of time in a minute here, but, uh, before we go, I just want to ask what's, uh, on your Christmas playlist, not your, not your wish list or your gift list, but on your playlist, what kind of music, uh, comes to mind when I ask you, what do you want to hear at Christmas time? You know, Brad, my Christmas playlist is in my head, and it's all the music that we're doing. <laughs> and it's sort of going around continuously. This may seem strange, but I don't often listen to recorded music because there's always music happening in my yeah. head. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm really thrilled to be doing this Christmas fantasy. I think it's a beautiful piece, and I think the audiences will love it. And um, that's going to be a lot of fun. And then, and then the other ones, you know, we have some silly things. We have bassoon. It will be Christmas, which is like a bassoon hey. duet. You know, I now, don't mean, knock um, bassoons. I used to be a bassoonist. No, you know. I love bassoons. No, and we have two excellent bassoonists who are going to play the solos. Yeah. No, that'll be fun. So, Sarah, one of my and, favorite um, memories of last year was that you you no more finished um, the great performance of the Grinch Who Stole Christmas. And I yeah. and I remember your mother was in your dressing room, and I I, I tried to help her appreciate how how one eighty this was going to be the very next day that you would be leading the orchestra and chorus with the Messiah because oh, yeah. it's uh, the, the 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 fact that your mind has all of those notes swimming around is is pretty amazing when in one weekend you go from great holiday pops to uh, something as glorious as the Messiah. Well, and the fact that the orchestra can turn on a dime and they can do all these different styles yeah. um, is really, really amazing. It's just such a fabulous orchestra that's so versatile. You know, they can do the classics concert like they did last weekend that just blew everybody out of the water and then turn around and do I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, the concerts are this weekend, Saturday, December 2nd and Sunday, December 3rd. Saturday's concert, Christmas at the Paris Style, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Sarah Jobin conducting, Alex Romano singing. 
and Handel's Messiah the following day, Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock p.m. That is at Rosary Cathedral, wonderful uh, group of soloists there, including Alex Romano again, and uh, mm-hmm. the Toledo Symphony conducted by Sarah Jobin. Sarah, thanks for uh, joining us here on Toledo Symphony Lab. Yeah, thank you, Brad. You can find more information at ToledoSymphony.com or call up the box office at 419-246-8000. Toledo Symphony Lab is generously underwritten by a gift from the estate of Barbara Garwood and is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony. You can download episodes of this program as a podcast by going to our website at WGTE.org. We're also available on Apple Music. And remember, you can check out all upcoming events at the Symphony by visiting their website. It's ToledoSymphony.com and their various social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. My thanks to our panelists, Zach Vassar, Merwin Sue, and to Felicia Canny. I'm Brad Cresswell, and this has been Toledo Symphony Lab on FM 91.